Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you again for joining the Stock Showdown podcast. This is your host, Wandy, and this is another episode of Waking Up with Wandy here on the Stock Showdown. And when I say we have a special guest today, that is a significant understatement, as this guest, Nathan Bynum, is a fantastic, fantastic entrepreneur, a young entrepreneur with a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy that he's bringing to my Stock Showdown audience. So I'm very excited to have uh, Nathan here this morning. I want to thank Nathan for cutting out a sliver of his busy schedule here to join us, the Stock Showdown audience. Uh, But instead of me monopolizing all the time here, I'm going to turn it over to Nathan here and let Nathan uh, give a little bit of his backstory for you, the Stock Showdown audience. So without further ado, Nathan Bynum, thank you. Nate, it's all yours. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. So just to briefly kind of go into my backstory, I, even though I'm in my mid-20s, I've been kind of in the entrepreneurial field or at least mindset for about 20 years. And it started whenever we were in, um, we had just moved over to Hungary, Budapest, and we were, um, had a desktop in our family room that we all used and there was a widget on there that showed the conversion rates from like Hungarian forints to US dollars to check crowns, all these things. And I would, I was mesmerized by that. I would look at that and memorize the numbers. And every day I would think like, man, if I just traded at different times, different amounts of money, then I would be making money just off of trading currencies. And I'm sure other people had thought of that, but I thought I was the only one to think of that. And I felt pretty good about myself. So that kind of led me on to looking for other areas and kind of fourth grade, I had a a little business um, just selling some stuff at school. And then fast forward to a few years later, I started doing some stuff on um, eBay, just selling some stuff for my room. But then I realized that I only had so much time. So I wanted to kind of take advantage of that and saw that if I started doing some drop shipping through my eBay store, then that would take away that that trade. And so started doing that. And then later on, when I was in college, I started a business because I had moved to Florida with the local Florida artisans around there and helping them to um, build a website for them and helping them to sell their products through that, through one main platform. And then school kind of got in the way. And then last year I um, wrote a book on goal setting and then kind of made a website around that, but then wanted to really hone in on helping entrepreneurs to reach their goals through things that I had already had experience in and had worked on. And so helping them to build their websites and then to eventually to how to monetize those websites for them. So that kind of brings us full circle to where we are today. Wow. And all at the tender age of 25. Did I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that to me right there is a, is a lifetime for some people and you've been able to do that by the age of 25. Uh, so kudos to you, uh, Nathan, that is, is remarkable. I'm sure you hear that all the time. So. Um, thank you for sharing a little bit of the backstory. And, and that really, I think to me, is, is very encouraging, at least for my audience, 
that you've been able to to do what you've been able to do at 25 and and they're only 16 you know 14 15 16 17 18 year old kids that like sky is the limit for these kids uh, do you have any advice to somebody again like in high school right now growing up in this day and age yeah so if they're wanting to ever get in the entrepreneurial journey later on like i would say just starting right now is the best way because i know time is limited with different classes and different things that you're doing but it's also the best time to get started because you're able to kind of pivot because you're going to pivot a lot in business until you really hone in on what you want to do and who you're able to serve and so getting in early like just realizing that age is not a liability as I thought of whenever I was kind of starting out I was like how how am I going to have this credibility with people who are all over the age spectrum in the industry but really this is the best time to start and to take risks because you don't have a whole lot to lose at this point and you're able to kind of just get started and get your feet wet and you're able to make all those mistakes in a safer environment without all the obligations that you have but also you're able to get over all those initial mistakes that kind of beat people down so i would say just kind of figuring out a basic niche that you want to go into just have it have it kind of broad at first because you have time to kind of hone in on that and to figure out what your specialities are but then just going with that just building just a rudimentary website so you're able to kind of direct people to that and you're able to test things and you're able to have that credibility from that business with the website so i would say that that's the main thing that i would advise for the young people to do well, that's great advice for young people. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to hear what your uh, take is on for somebody who's not in that realm. <laughs> that might be, you know, at, at a different stage in their life, who's now got a little bit more on their plate, um, who might not be able to take as many risks as these these younger folk are at, at that stage. Uh, what would be your advice for maybe somebody that's like double that age? that's looking to maybe start in the field of entrepreneurship yeah it's i mean it's pretty similar because we we talked about the risk factor but really if you're starting on the side and i wouldn't advise people to quit their jobs and to just jump full in on it because that's not what i did initially and just um having that on the side having just probably five to 10 hours a week that you're able to find that somewhere because you watch TV or you do something, you're, most people are gonna have at least five hours. And so just kind of the same thing, but finding, having that basic idea, looking into different like Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, finding those problems because that is gonna save you a lot of time that you want to get to where you're trying to go to is finding those problems in those areas of that market that you're wanting to look at, finding those, going to even book reviews, even if you're not writing a book, every service 
is trying to solve a problem. So looking at the negative reviews, like if you're wanting to get into like, say dog walking or just some, anything random, just anything that you're passionate about, looking at books on dog walking and looking at the negative reviews and seeing like what those people didn't cover in those areas or looking at the positive reviews and seeing what people really appreciated and what problems those solved. So you're able to not only go into just like a broad, like, okay, I want to teach people about dogs. I want to like teach people about animals. You're able to kind of go into that, hone it down and to find what those things are that you're trying to give solutions to. And so once you have kind of three or four of those, then it only takes a couple of hours to create a website and it's, you can do it for less than $200. So there's really not a lot of risk at any point just having that. And then that is where you're going to be testing things. That's where you're going to be doing some AB tests and interacting with your people and seeing really what works. So it's basically the same thing for the not so young people as the young people, because at this point in time, there's, there's not a lot of risks to starting a business. It's a lot different than years and years ago, whenever you had to go take out a loan and start like a brick and mortar there at this point in time, people really don't have an excuse not to just get started because you can start for basically nothing. Thank you. Uh, that was a fantastic answer because uh, truthfully, that was a question geared more towards myself, <laughs> admittedly. Uh, I'm, I'm at a, a different uh, stage in my life uh, as opposed to my high school students. And I think, again, both serve great advice, so I appreciate that. Um, I launched my business in January of this past year. And, uh, you know, whatever slivers of time I can make, uh, that's what I'm doing, obviously, like you said. And I appreciate the words of encouragement not to quit your day job. <laughs> so I won't be doing that. I love what I do. But at the same time, I love the, the platform that I created. Um, but I guess that leads me to it's something that you mentioned in the previous uh, response is that you can start a, a business for a very negligible amount, that the, the brick and mortar, um, it, not to say it doesn't exist anymore, but obviously everything has definitely transitioned to, to the web-based uh, businesses, not all, but I think there's a, there's a good majority that can start that way, myself included. What uh, would be your best suggestion as far as web development to get started? Um, I know there's definitely, you know, free services out there and obviously you get what you pay for, yes. but far, as far as beginning with a website, what would be your best suggestion as far as websites out there to start a business with and why? So I get this question a lot and it's maybe not a popular response, but I would not suggest Squarespace or Wix or any of those because you want to own your asset and they basically will in a sense own whatever you build on there because you're not able to export that to something else and you're not able to kind of build on that and you're also there's a big um thing towards like there's 
thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people using WordPress. So any questions that you have, you're able to Google that and you're able to find it on YouTube. And so, and there's also um, like tons more, I think it's 200 times more um, plugins on WordPress than any of the other systems. So just, and it seems like if you're just getting into it, it, it kind of seems like a daunting thing. But whenever people ask me how they get started, I just give them a little metaphor, which I think kind of encapsulates the idea and makes it easier to understand. And that is if you're wanting to build a website, imagine you're building a house. And before you build a house, you obviously need some land, like unless you're Elon Musk or something, you're going to need that land to build the house on. And so that is where your um, hosting service comes in. Your house is the content management system, which is WordPress. And then you build that on the land. So that's kind of the structure and you want to build some rooms for that house. And that is where the pages come in and the pages are just easily built in WordPress. It's just, you don't even have to have any coding experience. So at this point you have the land, you have the house built on there, but you want to design the inside. And that's where a theme comes in, which I always recommend the Divi theme because it is mobile friendly. You can do anything with it. You can optimize it to the same degree, basically as somebody who is coding a website, but it's all drag and drop. It's all just built in perfectly. And so, you have your house built, you have the, the theme, you have the land, which is the hosting service. And at this point, you're not able to get those five packages a day from Amazon. So you need your address. And so that's where the web address, where the URL comes in. It's the same thing. And that's how people are going to find you. But at this point, you don't have the roads. and the roads are not part of the website, but they are how people are going to utilize that URL or your web address. And so those can be anything that your address is on, such as like LinkedIn or Facebook or anything. And so really it's just those four or five parts that come together. And that's why it's so easy to just build a website in just two hours because you're you have all those things, you have the theme, and Divi comes with a bunch of pre-made layouts. So you're not just starting from scratch. You have like, at this point, there's 230 different layouts and they add one each week. And so it's, it's a lot more simple than people are thinking that it is. And you're able to own all those assets yourself whenever you do it that way. Okay, well, I, uh, you convinced me because you know, the, the easiest thing for me to get started with, because it was, it did seem daunting and overwhelming with trying to build a website. Um, and I teach, um, I teach business and IT concepts to my students here. And, and I, I'm talking very, you know, low, not to say low, but early on web development skill sets, like some basic HTML, some basic CSS, but really nothing past that. So like, the days of, I guess, being strictly a web developer and learning your HTML and your Python and your Java and all these programming languages, 
would you say that that not to say it's not to say a lost skill, but like because of everything that's so user friendly now from a web development perspective, is it worth the time learning all these other languages in in, in a programming sense? I would say that the most relevant one still is the CSS. That's the only one that I really ever use with that because you're able to change everything that you want to with with the CSS on top of the Divi theme. And I've built um, websites for people, and they've wanted different customizations that Divi didn't. Um, it was just like simple things that like you if you have like a certain number of things that they don't build it out to in the infinite degree so if you just have a little bit of css knowledge and just understand how it works then you're able to either figure it out yourself or you're just able to google it because you understand the concept of the the css that type of script and so i would say that is the most relevant one still today that you can use if you need it, but you're really not always going to need it. All right, that's good to know. Um, I used Google Sites to build my uh, build my website. I'm obviously not going to say that I'm fixated on that. It was the easiest thing for me to get started with because we at uh, at the school that I teach at we're a Google based you know Google suite, so we use all the Google platforms one of which is Google Sites. So it just made sense for me to just get started with that. But I, I appreciate the insight on WordPress and, then, and that will be the next thing that I look into to hopefully uh, build something stronger heading into 2022. So I appreciate the insight. Um, yeah, and you said that most of, you have a lot of the students learning from your podcast. So I'd love to give you all free access i'll create like a, a code for y'all to get to the course so you can create that and not have any excuses not to get started all right thank you we appreciate that um there's some other uh things that you know i i you know done a little bit of research upon you and i, I signed up for um the lemon launch um so I'm in your Lemon Launch Now database, I believe. I signed up for that this morning. So looking forward to uh, getting content and things like that. Um, can you can you explain where the the term Lemon Launch uh, derives from? Why did you name the business Lemon Launch? Just curious. Yeah, it's one of those things that was kind of pivoting, and I started out a while back. It was called Reach Fuel Potential. And I thought that was a creative name, but a lot of times, like whenever I was talking to people or whenever I was on podcasts, I would have to spell that out. And I figured that that would not be a good long-term solution. So I started thinking, cause on my homepage, I had a lemon and I was, it was like where people could click on that. And then it's kind of the idea of like, when life gives you lemons, like, what are you going to do with it? It's up to you. It's your choice. And I, also kind of specialize in like helping people launch their businesses and launch the, um, the monetization skill. So it just came together, the lemon launch. And I also am a huge fan of alliteration. And I thought that that would be 
a good visual for different things. So that's kind of how that got originated. Well, I, I uh, have to, you know, basically side with you on the uh, and piggyback off the the, uh, the the fascination with alliterations as uh, my show is waking up with Wendy, and I do it on Wednesdays. So I try to, I try, I love the alliterations as well. So uh, I, I'm so glad that you said that. Now I, I find it interesting and, in, you know, choosing the right name for your business, I think again, it is so key um, for people to actually, again, find you. What, what is the key to choosing that right business name? Uh, choosing, let, let, let alone choosing the right business. What is, what are some suggestions you have for these youngsters getting started with? choosing the right business, choosing the right name, and, and basically how to get the message out there for their business and how to build that strong brand. Okay, so I'll start with the figuring out what what type of business you want to get into. And that is kind of how we touched on with the niches, but thinking about what you are either good at, what um, people kind of come to you for what you get a lot of questions about because obviously you have a lot of knowledge in that area or because it's going to be a long game and you're not going to want to get bored with whatever you're teaching because you're you're in there for years like working on that so it, it needs to be something that you enjoy learning as well or you're you don't have to be great at it at the beginning because you're going to be ahead of other people at any stage of your life if you're interested in that and you're kind of going along the learning process and you have to look at um, kind of what it is in a broad spectrum before you start honing in on who you're going to serve because who you're going to serve is going to tell you what problems you're solving and so once you start getting into those groups, once you start looking at the book reviews, once you start looking into the comments or the Quora and Reddit, those threads, you're able to hone in on specific problems in those areas. You're able to have a unique value proposition because competition is not a bad thing. Competition is a good thing because it means that there's a market out there and it means that people are searching for that solution. You don't want to be so obscure that you're not showing up in search results because people are not searching for those problems. So having those things in mind when you're trying to figure out what niche you're going into, instead of thinking first and foremost, what niches out there are the most profitable? Because that's where people fail because they start getting into the trenches and having things come up and they're not able to pivot with that. They're not able to see the long run. And so once you have kind of the idea, you want to obviously name your business. And I figured out kind of the hard way that you need to have it something simple, something easy to spell. Um, you don't want to be too creative in the spelling of your website because you're gonna be on different things talking about it and you're gonna want people to be able to find it without just like having to 
go into spelling it every time because people are going to forget. Having it uh, something, something simple, but something kind of meaningful to your business. And once you have that, once you have the name, once you have the idea, you're going to want to, before you even start creating anything, you want to start getting out there with what I call partnerships because it's, it's a win-win-win situation. You're finding people who serve the same people that you do because you, you figured that out and are step one. And so you're looking for them that are not in competitive areas with you. They're not in competition for those people, but you're able to compliment them. So you can do that through um, like lead magnet swaps to people's emails or to do podcasts if you want to do that or just like being a, a guest on their live stream figuring out ways to get in front of that audience already with people who they already trust because that that's one of the things about that competition is that there's so many people out there right now that people are able to choose from that you have to stand out in a way you have to have that unique value proposition but you also have to have people's trust and the best way to do that is through these types of partnerships getting in front of other people's audiences so i think again that was fantastic advice thank you very much uh nathan not just again for my my audience my high school students but again admittedly and selfishly for me personally is you know when i first launched my business uh i started with podcasts just by myself like letting it all out there and, and discussing the stock market and again if, if you did any research on my my organization it's basically taking the aspects of the stock market and combining that with fantasy and competitive sports in a fun educational and entertaining way um, so for me hearing you say that uh, just reaffirms to me that getting you know people like yourself uh, on my podcast can hopefully expand you know my network and we can you know connect and I can help expand yours and again it's all about networking and one of my students mentioned that to me the other day. It's not about what you know, it's about who you know, which I think, again, just reaffirms that uh, these students, they definitely have their act together. So uh, and it, it encourages me that the future is, is going to be in good hands. Yeah, that's encouraging to me, too, seeing how everything looks right now, to hear that there's a lot of young people out there that kind of know all those little things already instead of just what what it seems like the world is going towards so that's encouraging to me too well i think we're out of time here uh nathan, uh, nathan and i appreciate it uh, any final parting words here the last i'll give you 30 seconds final parting words for the audience yeah i would say think about what you're doing right now as plugging your destination into a gps you have somewhere you want to go but you're not going to be able to plan every step before you start moving because you're, you're going to have to either go left or go right to find out which way that GPS is wanting to take you. And so just getting moving is going to 
eventually get you to where you want to go. There's not just one route. There's always going to be obstacles. So you can't plan everything out before you start taking that action. All right. Well, again, thank you, Nathan, for being a guest on the Stock Showdown. Uh, this is Wendy with Waking Up with Wendy signing off. God bless.